Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Theme Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, you've you've not been on a theme park trip this week, Josh. Your journalism cred uh, has, has dropped significantly after back-to-back trip reports. What the hell Alas. have you been doing with your time? Um... I've got this thing called a day job, and it's really frustrating. That sounds terrible. Why would you do that? Uh, I wish I knew. <laughs> well, if you don't know, I don't know how I can help you there. There's plenty of theme parks <laughs> still to be visited, Josh, uh, to increase your chance of getting coronavirus and uh, thrill yourself on top-of-the-line roller coasters. Um, so... Hopefully you'll get back out there soon and this day job doesn't become a long-term issue. I know, right? I think uh, a lot of the theme parks from this point on, you'd have to, like, do an overnighter. Oh, really? They're they're uh, far enough away that you would need to stay somewhere? Yeah, for the most part. For the the big ones, I think. Um, I might be able to do Flamingo Land. I can't remember how far exactly where that is. Chessington, that's not very far away. No, but it's, like... I could do it, I guess. Yeah. What about uh, what about Tato Land? You would have to stay overnight for that one. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd probably make more of a trip out of that one, being a different if, country. I don't know if Ireland are even letting us in, are they? I'm not sure. I don't think they were for a little while, but maybe they are now. I've, I've um, lost track then somewhat. We're not on a we're not on the list of places they can visit. Right. Fair enough. I, I mean, I'm not convinced we should be on anyone's list of places to visit, to be fair. But, no, uh, same. It is what it is. Um, well, um, it's... Could, uh, could sorry, technically do a road trip. A road trip. Do a European road trip, yeah. yeah I, 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 I've long been up Europe. for one of those. Well, just a theme park European road trip. <laughs> Most people <laughs> go and do those kinds of things to embrace new cultures and see new sites but the idea of just hitting up various theme parks sounds pretty good to me what what would you do that there's Europa Park great. obviously that's like I'd say the premier European theme park would that be overly bold of me to say um, I think you could argue argue that for sure um, you've got Efteling as well right yes and um, um, uh, the one in Spain Porta Ventura Porta Ventura, yeah, which was once meant to be, uh, well, was once Universal's Porta um, Ventura. Yes, um, I, you did alert me to a video about that, and then I didn't end up watching it. What was? Are you able to break it down, or is it is it long and complex? Uh, just there was like various deals over you know a long time. So originally it was meant to be, I believe, uh, Bush Gardens and Two Swords Group. Um, Two Swords Group, obviously. Uh, Alton Towers, Thorpe Park, etc. at the time. Uh, and then it was... That kind of fell through, uh, but Universal then took it up. Um, and then that kind of fell through, and now it's run by um, a local guy who has this other theme park up in the hill somewhere. Um, but they still rent, or they still uh, license the Universal characters, so you can still see Woody Woodpecker in the parks. In the park. That's that's weird. And there's a f- Ferrari land there as well now. Oh, what within Port Ventura? You mean? Uh, no, there's like two parks. It's a two two oh, gate. It's, it's a two gate resort. 
Yes. And Ferrari Land is, is, is its whole own thing. Yeah, uh, it might be Ferrari World, uh, but yeah. Oh, that's mad. I, I, I would I would very quickly run out of theme park rides that you could theme to cars. Um, I, what, what kind of stuff do they have there? Is it is it like big roller coasters and a driving school? Uh, the only thing I know of, and I don't know if this is at the one in Spain, but it's that the one in Dubai um, is basically like a launch coaster. Okay, like that makes a, sense. Because um, I, I watched, I watched an article on it about how because it's designed like a Formula One car, um, or the front of it is designed to look like a Formula One car. But then they also had to design it so that it was easy for people in, you know, full uh, robe outfit. Um, could not an outfit? That's kind of harsh. Um, full robe setup to get in and out of the car very easily and also with their headdress on as well so they wouldn't lose the headdress oh i see what you mean right yeah no that's yeah it's funny that you have to take those kinds of things in into account i don't know how secure headdresses are generally i've never i've not i have no experience of, of wearing one so i don't i don't know how how liable they would be to fly off on a on a roller coaster obviously caps no, yeah. are, are, are almost entirely a no-go the only park i've been to in recent years that did didn't seem to care was Disneyland Paris um, I especially appreciated that on the Indiana Jones coaster I feel like you should have to wear a hat on an Indiana Jones ride much less have to take it off but I think some of the other coasters you, they, they weren't that bothered about it either but by and large hats are uh, a loose item and, and not allowed on rides for sure um, yeah, it doesn't go upside down though, so uh, I guess you don't have that risk at least. Right, fair enough. Um, it's been a bit of a slow, a slow news week. I did mention on last week's show that we were maybe hoping to have uh, a special guest to talk about the uh, reopening of Walt Disney World. Uh, in Florida, obviously, uh, that has not come off on this occasion. Might be something that we're able to sort out in the weeks to come. But um, we, we're, we're left with what we're left with, which is not a lot, but we'll crack on anyway and um, see see where we end up. Uh, a bit, bit of a scattershot approach to collecting some news to talk about this week. And I guess, as you've just mentioned, Ferrari World, uh, I'll just briefly touch on the fact that Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi uh, is reopening next week, uh, along with Warner Brothers World, Abu Dhabi. Um, oh, that is excellent news. They are... Are they indoors? Um, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they must be. I think all theme parks least. out there are outdoors because the heat is obviously insane. The, Fer- I think the-, the Ferrari World coaster goes outside. Right. Well, the, the Warner Brothers World, I've just double-checked, it is the world's largest indoor theme park. So right, so that is um, that is confirmed, and obviously, you think of uh, uh, the way in which theme parks have reopened here in the UK. Uh, indoor rides and indoor attractions are things where people are much more um, uh, people are much more concerned about the spread of the virus in indoor environments, and so they're actually all still shut at parks like Thorpe Park. And Alton Towers, it's not the same in the US, of course, at places like Disney World and Universal, their indoor attractions, indoor rides at least, are all operating, uh, albeit with, you know, masks mandated and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it's, um, if you want to describe it as a 
positive step forward that an indoor theme park feels like it can reopen at this point. But um, yeah, I, uh, another two on the list. I think the, the vast majority of the world's most well-known theme parks are now reopen at this point. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, um, you had Hong Kong Disneyland reshut last week, but other than that, I think that I think the majority are back now. Um, uh, do you have any? Do you have any desire to try out this Warner Brothers World? Every Debbie, I mean, they've got so many rides that are based on properties that I have such fondness for. Uh, obviously, they've got a load of DC stuff, but also some classic tunes like uh, Flintstones, Jetsons, Tom and Jerry, Scooby Doo. Uh, I I do kind of want to check it out just because the idea of a relatively modern theme park basing its attractions on stuff, a lot of the stuff I really miss about like classic Universal is really appealing to me. But um, I guess it's, it's, it's just the idea of an indoor theme park. I don't know. I, I, I just feel like you might inherently feel like you're in a shopping mall, like, you know, a kind of a cheap and tacky mini theme park within a shopping mall rather than a, a really prestige uh, destination. Um, what, what about you? Do you? Have you had any interest in going? Um, I guess it's not top of my list, that's for sure. Uh, it'd be interesting to, like, experience, I think. Um, but, yeah, I kind of feel like the same way. <laughs> Maybe being a bit harsh, but, uh, you know, I think... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, outdoor theme parks are. There's something about them. There's something about the open air that uh, really adds to theme parks for me. Sure, I must say though, have, I've been to Dubai, and uh, the open air is unpleasant. I don't like it. <laughs> so the idea of walking around a big outdoor theme park in that kind of heat is uh, not appealing to me whatsoever. So I, I do think that if you're going to open a big theme park in Abu Dhabi, uh, it does need to be indoors, really. Uh, but mm, yeah, it, it, it would be a little bit strange. But I, I'd imagine most of the rides, or a good amount of the rides, given it's indoors, are going to be you know motion simulators, trackless rides, things like that, rather than you know big roller coasters and things. But yeah, it's mainly just the properties that kind of have me intrigued. I, I want to know what a Jetsons ride looks like in 20, 2020. Um, that's cool to me. They should yeah. just recreate the Hanna-Barbera ride from Universal. They should sign a deal and get that done. I'd be over yeah, there in a dash. Yeah, shift it. Uh, I, I do still... I, I have, I, in a surprise to nobody, I do still have two big plush Scooby-Doo's from that gift shop that used to be uh, next to the Hanna-Barbera ride. Uh, two different eras of Scooby-Doo plush one that's much more solid and can kind of sit up on his four legs uh, and then a, a kind of another one that kind of just lounges um, anyway yeah I still haven't that found a, a surprise to no one Tom sorry what was that that is a surprise to no one. Indeed. I uh, still haven't found a, bow, a, a buyer, by the way, for the Splash Mountain figurines. Uh, do have a look at our Twitter feed and offer me all the money. That would be great. Uh, so, yeah, uh, theme parks but, returning yeah. uh, in Abu Dhabi. What, what were you about to say there? I was just say, uh, only if it's going to be all the money, though. If it's not going to be all the money, then we're not interested. No, definitely. I want all the money or none of the money. Uh, yeah. That, that is my policy on this. Um, 
some less good theme park news, I suppose, uh, from the US of A, uh, where uh, Donald Trump does now think you should wear a mask, Josh. So. Well, because, you know, he wore a mask and he looked like a Tonto or the other guy. Um, oh, the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm not convinced that that is particularly who he looked like. But, um, but Tom, he's a very smart guy. He took that test. Um, he did. He did the cognitive test. I've heard that his, his, in, his intellect is just completely off the charts, off the scale. Um, I asked him a question. Uh, and it was, you know, person, man, woman, camera, TV. Yeah. Uh, I think I've got that in the wrong order myself. So uh, I've lost points there. Sorry, sorry, people. <laughs> Clearly just not as smart as Trump. Well, not many people are, Josh. I'm not, maybe nobody, <laughs> except God, of course. Um, of course. Other than that, uh, I think everyone's lacking, to be honest. Um so yes, uh, ha- Halloween events uh, at the major US parks are uh, one by one uh, being cancelled for the uh, for 2020. So we'd already heard about Mickey's not so scary Halloween party at Walt Disney World. Uh, that's we knew that was not going to happen uh, this week. Disneyland have cancelled its Halloween party for this year as well. Uh, I've got a statement here, Josh. I've got a, I've got a statement, like from a press release. Uh, they said, oh. as we continue to work towards a reopening plan for our theme parks and follow guidance from appropriate health and government officials, we have made the decision to not bring Oogie Boogie Bash, a Disney Halloween party, back this year. Uh, given oh. theme park guidelines have yet to be released by the state and Oogie Boogie Bash requires a substantial amount of planning and coordination. We are unable to bring the event back at this time. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a surprise to nobody given that Disneyland has not even been allowed to reopen yet. So, um, yeah, no, they, they would have needed to know by now uh, when they might be able to reopen and therefore whether they can bother to start planning the Halloween party and uh, they don't yet know so they have scrapped it. Um, it's understandable. Yeah, for sure. Uh, although, of course, uh, Walt Disney World had reopened and they had cancelled the Halloween party as well. And Universal has been reopened longer than any of these parks. Orlando, this is. And they have now said that Halloween Horror Nights will also not happen this year. This would have been the 30th edition of Halloween Horror Nights. Um, uh, it also applies to Universal Studios Hollywood, although, again, that park is not open yet. Uh, I've got a statement mm. from this, uh, from uh, Universal as well. Universal Orlando Resort and Universal Studios Hollywood have made the difficult decision to not hold Halloween Horror Nights events this year. Universal Orlando Resort will be focusing exclusively on operating its theme parks for daytime guests using the enhanced health and safety procedures already in place. Universal Studios Hollywood continues to face ongoing business restrictions and uncertainty around its opening time frame. We know this decision will disappoint our fans and guests. We are disappointed too, but we look forward to creating an amazing event in 2021. Uh, I have seen lots of people tweeting Universal saying, hey, what about my advance tickets? What about my uh, you know, annual pass holder benefit and all that stuff? And they've, they haven't publicly said anything about that. I don't think they're just telling people to DM them. Uh, so slide into Universal's DMs and you might be able to get an answer on that. But uh, I think we talked about that before, Josh. Uh, the kind of whole... Uh, 
shtick of Universal uh, Horror Nights, especially, is to cram loads of people into uh, you know tight winding corridors and have real people jump out and grab them and scare them and people screaming uh, in each other's faces. And that sounds like a nightmare thing to do during a pandemic. Yeah, I'm not about that. I'm not about that at all. No, um, I don't know how it is at Halloween Horror Nights, but I know that. Um, you know, Thought Park and Orton Towers, uh, they put you through in groups of eight and you have to put your, you put your hands on the person in front of you, like on their right. shoulders in like a train. Um, clearly, uh, not the way to go right now. No. Uh, have Thought Park and Orton Towers said anything about their Halloween events? Um, I don't think so. Um, but then I'm guessing they're hoping that it will still happen. I don't know. Uh, Fright Night is very much their like end of season big bash. Mm. Um, they kind of do that, and then they have a fireworks event, and then they um, or Alton Towers are in it, and then they basically shut for the season. Mm. Yeah, I mean, as long as social distancing is a thing, I cannot foresee how Halloween events like that can happen. Uh, I think. Uh, our supreme leader uh, Boris Johnson has said he hopes that social distancing will be relaxed further uh, in sort of November time in time for Christmas which would be too late for the Halloween events so I'm going to go out on a limb and say that um, unless they come up with a probably uh, impractical solution from a business point of view in terms of limiting just how many people can go in at one time uh, I don't see them happening. I think it would probably become more expensive to hold them than it would be to uh, uh, to not. Yeah, I think so. But then at the same time, uh, you know, them saying November could actually mean August. So who knows? It's true. You never know. Uh, November is still, you know, that that with normal times that would feel like a long way away. But I'll wake up at some point in the next three weeks and it will be November. Uh, that's the way the year has gone so far but yes as i say i would be surprised if the halloween events happened here uh and i'm not surprised that they have been cancelled in great numbers uh, in the u.s this week um also in the u.s now we spoke about this last week but not in great detail because we wanted to crack on with our alton towers trip report um, but Epcot has confirmed uh, some major projects, sort of longer-term projects, um, that have, I, I think, been uh, officially postponed. But I, I think that, given the uncertainty uh, that kind of surrounded when this stuff might get done anyway, um, I, I, I think that they're probably all but cancelled at this point. So this is the Mary Poppins attraction that was being planned for the UK section of the World Showcase at Epcot. And then also the renovation or reimagining of Spaceship Earth. Um, Josh, any surprises to you here that uh, some um, of these sort of longer term projects are being indefinitely postponed, stroke cancelled? Well, Mary Poppins has already like had a downgrade prior to this right um uh which is it was um the the suggestion was that it was going to be a bigger a bigger thing than 
what we were going to be getting before lockdown, which was a, like pretty much just like a carousel, I believe. Um, like, so if I remember correctly, the rumours were that it was going to be some sort of carousel uh, that then did this, the whole, um, when they're in the painting and the car- and they come off the carousel and go go uh, horse riding on the carousel horses. It's going to be something sort of like that to begin with. Uh, and then it's kind of got downgraded to just a normal carousel. Um, and obviously nothing so um, I don't know it's a shame uh, would have been cool would have been cool to see you know to have uh, Cherry Tree Lane going on um, yes. get Admiral Boom out there yes uh, that's all I really wanted was Admiral Boom because I wanted something to measure my time from <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, um, that's kind of disappointing uh, I'm surprised they're not doing uh, the Spaceship Earth upgrade um, update I guess um, like that feels like it's very much needed yeah it's kind of long been point. like the, the flagship Epcot attraction and it's been on I think it's it's felt extremely dated in some ways in a kind of quaint kind of way I think for people who have nostalgia for it the dated nature of it is is maybe quite quaint but I think for new fans and I would include myself in this because I went to Epcot for the first time relatively late it was only around sort of 2012-ish and uh And I found it to be like kind of lame, you know, without having that reverence for it. So, yeah, I think it's been long overdue for a, an upgrade. And yeah, I agree with you. I think the, I'm, I'm sure it's very expensive um, and a nice easy one in terms of kind of cost cutting for them to cross off the list. But at the same time, yeah, I don't think it bodes brilliantly for the, the kind of big Epcot renovation project as a whole which they went into detail about d23 and i kind of saw spaceship earth as like uh the big one uh in many ways so yeah um do you you obviously felt like it needed some work as well even though you probably have more nostalgia for it than me uh yeah certainly that sort of front area i think is kind of lame right um so like it's just kind of it was all kind of concrete and barren and and that sort of stuff so I, I think a lot of that is still going ahead I don't know if the weird um, garden with a roof terrace thing is going on anymore because I think that looked really cool um, yes that like did look cool weird that disco like, garden uh, underneath and then a top garden some Imagineers went to Singapore and came back and were like hey we should yeah. build Singapore here uh, like, I, this is literally that, what Epcot is about. I hope that happens, but uh, yeah, I, I that that seems like it could be in doubt now as well. Uh, I think if they wanted to yeah. uh, truly match what my childhood expectations were of Spaceship Earth, they should just turn it into a big golf shop. Because that's always what I thought it was when you saw the Epcot. Yes. Uh, yeah golf ball uh, in the distance I would always think that it was another attempt by my dad to uh, sneak us off to a golf shop Uh, did I did I ever tell you there's a restaurant in Florida at least in Florida called Bob Evans (laughs) yeah I think you have Uh, before because that does definitely sound like a golf shop yeah um it's not. It's a restaurant. It's it's, it's pretty good. Does a uh, good uh, pies. Pies, really? I can't imagine. What like savoury pies? No, like uh, sweet pies. Oh, I was going to say because savoury pies aren't really a thing, right? In America. 
not particularly, no. Not Florida. Not anyway. as much I, as over here. I can't here. imagine I'd want to eat a, a piping hot steak and steak and onion pie or, or steak and Guinness pie in, in the Florida sunshine. I feel like that would be deeply unpleasant. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh but yeah, it's a shame about this Epcot news. Uh, and I, I just kind of wanted to ask you really on the back of it is, are there any other kind of longer term theme park projects, uh, whether in Florida or elsewhere, that you would be keeping an eye on at this point as, uh, you know, as potential candidates for this indefinite postponement or outright cancellation? I know... Uh, like uh, everything at Paris? Uh, you think so? Um, I, I think everything po- like post Marvel and maybe Pixar, um, so which includes Galaxy's Edge and Frozen. Yeah, I think so. I think I think that stuff is is pretty much not going to happen. I'd have thought. I mean, it was it was going to be a condensed version of Galaxy's Edge, right? It wasn't going to be the full yes. experience. I guess the only thing that might make it. Easier for them to go ahead with something like that is that it's going to be based on existing designs and existing technology that they could, you know, kind of lift piecemeal from the other locations and bring over. It's not like they're having to design something new from scratch, which may well have been yeah, true. the case with something like the Mary Poppins uh, edition or, or the, the changes to Spaceship Earth. So, I mean, that might help them in a sense, but. Yeah, Paris actually might not be a bad shout. I I, th- I don't know. I haven't seen yet any statistics about how many people have been going back there since it reopened uh, earlier this month. But France was obviously pretty badly hit. It was among the worst hit countries in the early weeks of the pandemic, uh, certainly in Europe. And there have been some concerns about a, like a bit of a resurgence this past week. I think... Um, you know, one thing you do have to take into account when you see spikes now compared to back in, say, March was that the, every country that had a significant outbreak has now got way, way bigger testing capacity. So, you know, the numbers yeah. can't necessarily, you can't necessarily draw direct comparisons between apparent spikes now and apparent spikes in in like March and April, you know, in March and April, you're only testing people that were bad enough that you were pretty certain they probably had it anyway without needing to test them. Whereas now you'll end up getting positive results from people who only have like a bit of a sore throat or maybe no symptoms at all. And they're only only getting tested because they know someone else who has got it and then they get tested and they are positive and they might not even have known about it. So... Uh, yeah, but uh, obviously you still don't want to spread it around because uh, one person who gets it uh, who may come off real badly from it is one person too many. So I'm not trying to underplay spikes in cases, but um, yeah, I, I do think it's important to note that the comparisons aren't uh, aren't necessarily obvious. Uh, but I, I do think yeah, absolutely. on the topic of long-term projects, uh, Alicia Stella from Park Stop did do a video this week about Epic Universe and how Universal, I think, uh, you know, maintain, it's been delayed. I think, you know, it's probably going to be pushed back a year from its original 2023 target. Um, but I, I, I would like to think that that will still go ahead completely as planned. You, you know, though, don't you, that if anything's going to go, it's going to be the classic monsters. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the thing that should go, if anything was to go from that park, it should be Harry Potter. Um... Well, I mean, that would have been unthinkable a few years ago, but I, I could I could come around to that idea. You know, you've got... I mean, who needs another Harry Potter when you've already got two areas in close succession? Yeah, um, that's true. And I think, you know, the expectation is that the Harry Potter land at Epic Universe... I think originally people kind of thought it's going to be Fantastic Beasts. Then I think I think since then there has been some suggestion that it could be kind of a combination of the two. You know, something yeah, you know, one, one attraction that's more directly tied to the original stories, and and then maybe one that's more tied to the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I heard suggestions that it was going to be based on the uh, Parisian Ministry of Magic. <laughs> yes, uh, but now I think it's more like to be the London. Ministry of Magic, the UK Ministry of Magic. Mm. Yeah. So, and, and I, I think at this point, you know, obviously the future of a lot of major like movie production is still up in the air. And um, I think Disney delayed a whole batch of movies this week, including the uh, Avatar two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, all the way through to about seventy four. Avatar movies got delayed, uh, even though they have been able to continue production in some form in New Zealand. Uh, a lot of the kind of visual effects works that, uh, that was being done in the US has not been able to resume. Um, so, you know, the future of the Fantastic Beasts movies might be somewhat up in the air because of that. And then also you've had all this stuff, this Johnny Depp libel trial that's going on here. I, it's just crazy. Gotcha. I don't know <laughs> how much you've been keeping up with it, but I, I think regardless of the uh, uh, you know the actual ruling in that trial, nobody's coming out of that looking particularly brilliant. Uh, and obviously, J.K. Rowling has been saying some uh, well, really crappy things uh, uh, on on Twitter this past few months, which yeah. It's just kind of deeply disturbing and depressing and whether it will be enough to kind of you know, make people less interested in Harry Potter. I don't know, you know, is it seen as some, will it ever get to a point where it's almost seen as some sort of tainted brand? I doubt it, but uh, there all of a sudden is a lot of baggage attached to the Fantastic Beasts name that maybe, maybe you're right if it came to a, uh, if a decision had to be made about cutting back on Epic Universe, maybe, maybe it would make some sense to, um, to drop the Harry Potter stuff. I, I would. They, they've I, already I, made two park areas based on um, a kind of mediocre book series. So, oh, um, and that's that's not that's not said with hindsight, Josh. That is a long term, a long term, genuinely held view of yours. Uh, yeah, very much so. Controversial um, scenes. Uh, for for as lo- pretty much as long as I can remember knowing Harry Potter, which is around the time of the first film. Right. Um, yeah. Admittedly, the books are older than that, but... Yeah, I was trying to think... I was having this conversation the other day about what was the first film I saw at the cinema. And it, I, I, uh, one of my first uh, answers to that question was the first Harry Potter, and I was like, no, that can't have been it. And eventually... Uh, can you guess, Josh, what was the first film you think I saw at the cinema? Um... <laughs> I want to... I, uh, I, Mm. It might be surprised to you. I don't think you'll get it, to be honest. 
no. Know, I, well, I was going to, I was going to say James Bond for some reason, but <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't have been old enough for that, would I? No, I was yeah, twelves. Like Not really, but you might. And I mean, you're you're a short lad, so you wouldn't have even been able to sneak in realistically. No. No, not at all. No, um, the well, the the earliest, the oldest film that I can remember seeing in the cinema is in fact Anastasia. Oh, the classic animated film. Now, I've got to say, I that that's it would surprise me if that was actually the first film I'd seen in the cinema. But other films from like that time frame that I that I also remember seeing in the cinema are all not as old as Anastasia, like stuff like Tarzan and Toy Story 2 and Pokemon the movie. So it's like, and I think Anastasia was 98. So if, if anything was going to have come before that, it would have been, you know, 96, 97, probably 97. I think any older than that, and it's probably not worth taking a kid that young to the cinema. So I don't know, maybe like, maybe Disney's um, Hercules or something, but I can't remember seeing that at the cinema. So yeah, I guess I'd have to ask the parents. I can't, I can't think of anything particular. Um, I remember seeing. Uh, I want to say I saw just two towers in the cinema, but I don't know how old that is. Lord of the Rings. Off the top of my head, yeah. Well, that's 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 as recent as two thousand and two, right? Did, would that really have yeah. been the first one? Uh, that's the first. That's the first one I can remember. No, wait, hang on. I saw Shrek before that. That was in two thousand one. Shrek. That was in America, so what a film. Um yeah, I can't I can't think of off the top of my head. Fair enough. Because Harry Potter was quite late, right? Relatively. Harry like, Potter was two thousand and one, I believe, the first movie. Oh really? That's quite that's earlier than I uh, th- thought. Yes, I remember because by then we had transit this is super niche. We had transitioned as a family from Thurrock Lakeside to Blue Water. Uh, however, of course, the cinema yeah. at Thurrock was at that point a Warner Brothers cinema, like a branded Warner Brothers cinema. So Harry Potter came out there like yeah. two weeks earlier. Uh, so we returned, we made a grand return to Lakeside purely to watch that first Harry Potter film. And they're like, oh my God, you're back. <laughs> they're back. <laughs> yeah. Who is it in the movie? Someone says that in the film, doesn't he, Ben Volner? He's back. Uh, that was <laughs> that was what they were like when we rocked up. Uh yeah, I mean, any any other sort of longer term theme projects that you could see that you could foresee being affected by the uh, coronavirus? About the London Resort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. Uh, yeah, oh. I've not, we've not we've not done a uh, London Resort episode for a while. I think has there been any news on that? I like. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, a listener sent us some some like really niche like trade magazine interview with like somewhat like one of the chief like one of the the head the head people behind the project right or some like designer that they brought in to help them out and that was well over a yeah. year ago do you remember this is it it was a guy who was kind of almost downplaying it a little bit and saying like okay look this is maybe not going to be the kind of disneyland paris of the uk that we maybe p- pitched it initially as it's going to be more of a sort of like the um like the medieval one in in france um it's gonna be oh, more like that uh, so more like live events and yeah put a free yeah yeah um, exactly what's the date today 25th so apparently uh, according to uh, blueloop.com 
the public consultation starts on Monday. Really? For, yeah. For the London Resort? Um, yeah. I don't believe it. The public consultation will run from the 27th of July until 21st of September and will include webinars, telephone surgeries and online Q&A. Um, comprehensive well, result plans, analysis and data which will be available on consultation.londonresort.info. Someone, um, someone should do some journalism and read this for next week. I know, right? We'll see, um, see what we can do. I, I will here we go I will read this in the week oh I will go through the public consultation I should I should also do that there we are that's our, my commitment our commitment to to you listeners we will read the uh, London Resort public consultation documents and report back yes on uh, what it's oh, it looks all about like I'm looking at this it looks like they might be putting a car park on the north side of the river river and then having a ferry uh, across the Thames. Really? Yeah, so you don't have to come across the bridge to get there. That'd be quite cool. That would be cool. Yeah, anything that allows you to avoid the bridge is a good idea in my book. Uh, uh, yeah, well, because they're building the new tu- they'll be building the new tunnel, which I guess will help at some point as well. Super yeah, niche, no, I know. when the hell is that going to be done? Yeah, I mean, hell, Crossrail has been delayed again, so... Brilliant. It's UK infrastructure um, projects for you. Because they're redoing all of that infrastructure, all of the um, off-ramps, like the exits on the A2 are all getting redone down that way, right? From the A2, from the, from, from the Blue Water Change all the way to, like, where the tunnel starts. Uh, they're all, all getting redone, I'm pretty sure. Uh, maybe there was a time when I would have well are. on top of this as the uh, local reporter for North Kent, but... I, I'm not I know the anymore. Blue one definitely is. Blue one definitely is, and the ones where the tunnel's going to come in definitely are. So um, that whole road's going to be a construction site. If they then somehow get the London Resort to actually start up and running, that'll also be a construction site. So basically all of Kent will be a construction site. All of North Kent, at least. Brilliant. And how will all the construction workers get there when all the roads are plugged up because of, uh, board, <laughs> uh, because of uh, Brexit lorry checks? The whole of uh, Kent is to going get, to be a lorry oh, park, yeah. Josh. I don't know if you've heard. Oh, yeah, of course. Literally yeah, the whole of yes. Kent. You won't be able to leave your house. There's be lorries. <laughs> lorries on the road outside. See. <laughs> uh, um, right, we're going to have to pause real quick. My doorbell's just wrong. Oh, okay. I'll put in some funky music. Did you get anything fun? Um, I have my HDMI splitter. Oh, exciting. Exciting yes. times. Are we giving it away in a, in a park rush competition? Hell no. <laughs> uh, but that's how you can play F1 
the video game on your television or your computer monitor. Absolutely, yeah. The choice uh, is my, yours. My tele- I'm really sad I have a steering wheel and pedals and then I can bring my t- PC monitor down so it's more like I'm in the cockpit. Oh. Yeah. Does that also mean you could play uh, such theme park hits that we are yet to get to, such as Scream Ride and Disneyland Adventures on your computer monitor rather than the sure telly? Sure could. Oh, excitement is palpable in your voice. Um, <laughs> the only other thing of... Uh, I played some pretty good music, by the way. I was quite happy with it. Uh, the only other thing I can, uh, I can think of in terms of news, Josh, is... Um, there was uh, uh, there, there was a stabbing, in fact, at Thorpe Park uh, yeah. last Saturday. Uh, so it was mere hours after we would have recorded last week's podcast. Uh, there was an altercation on the bridge close to the exit of the park. Um, uh, one man was injured, uh, had a, a knife injury to his well, he got, stomach. Yeah, he got stabbed. Um, recovering at home. Uh, and one bloke was arrested and charged with causing grievous bodily harm with intent and possession of an offensive weapon. Uh, that was Craig Harrack, 26, from Lambeth, London. Um, so he was hmm. due in court earlier this week. Uh, kind of kind of wild, right? So what's, I mean, I guess the question for you, Josh, is, as someone who went to Thorpe Park just a week before this happened, is what are the kind of the security protocols? What are the checks like? Obviously, there are temperature checks, but are there bag checks? Are there... Uh, metal detectors or something what, what goes on well uh, it is definitely not the level that you see at Universal or, or um, Disney obviously they in America they obviously have guns uh, readily available over there so they have to be you know kind of more strict on that stuff there mm. are no metal detectors over here uh, there are bag checks but if you don't have a bag they do not check you do not get checked at mm. all uh, so that is a problem. Also, the bag checks right now are, um, I would say, lacking. Yeah. Because they're not readily going through your bag because of the coronavirus situation. Yeah, of course. Um, so there is that regard. Um, having said all that, this is the first in, like major incident ever, I think, at one of these um, now Merlin Entertainment Parks. Um, so it is a shame maybe they'll bring in metal detectors um, going forward Um, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing Um, obviously uh, knife crime is on the up in the UK which is a shame Um, so maybe that would be a good idea Um, but yeah it's actually like quite nice to see there's not usually that much security at Thorpe Park or Alton Towers because they're relatively considered pretty safe locations um, as you do, as you'd want. Um, so it's actually quite a nice experience walking around. Um, so it's, it is a real shame that this has happened because um, it yeah. could it could definitely change the atmosphere there. Um, if you know if they bring in more security or if they bring in metal detectors or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, isn't it? You know, theme parks are. I think first and foremost for people are. Uh, uh, an opportunity for escapism and and you know if you feel like every time you go it starts to feel like a major sort of security operation just to get in i think that will detract from that to an extent uh and as you say i think you know the vibe the atmosphere at the parks generally is very welcoming very positive 
So, yeah, it would be a sad sign of the times, I think, if they felt the need to up the security in a major way. Uh, you know, touch wood, they won't feel the need to do that because this will remain exactly what it is, uh, a very isolated incident and that, you know, it doesn't happen uh, again and certainly not with any sort of anything approaching regularity anyway uh, moving forward. But, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise you, would it, if they did start to introduce new new measures but maybe once you know oh, yeah. the pandemic the worst of the pandemic is over with the bag checks becoming maybe a little more thorough that will help as well but yeah scary stuff either yes. way um, I, it sounds to me um, as far as I'm concerned yeah. I thought Park seems to have dealt with it pretty well in terms of keeping the other guests away from the scene and safe and uh, uh, they didn't uh, close or anything interesting, yeah it's an interesting location because this is the entrance and exit bridge um, yeah. you literally cannot go anywhere else to get into, uh, pretty much to get into and out of the park. So I don't know how exactly they handled that. I think they helped people um, in the park. I think there was right. a period where people weren't being allowed to leave because, as you said, they would have had to basically walk right past where it happened. Yeah. Um, um, that's, that is the, um, I guess, the only problem with Thought Park being an island is that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this bridge is this bridge is pretty much it, other than um, access roads, uh, like an access bridge at the back. Yeah, um, they they were open as normal on the uh, Sunday, the following day. So uh, yeah, it seems to have been dealt with. All things considered, fairly well. And um, the guy was hurt, um, was recovering at home as of last update on Tuesday. So um, wish him well. Sounds like he's on the mend. Uh, that's going to do it, Josh. That's all the news I've got. Unless you've got anything else. Uh, no, I think that's it for me. Excellent stuff. Uh, well. Uh, you can, of course, get in touch with the show if you so choose, either on Twitter at Parkrush Podcast or via email podcast at parkrush.com. You can find our home on the internet at parkrush.com also. And you can, of course, subscribe on your preferred podcasting app if you haven't already. We are on all the good ones and uh, none of the bad ones. Uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Uh, lockdown podcasting will continue next week. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.